everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IMVDB Music Video Line Podcast. This week in music video is brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. Uh, my name is Adam, and then with us, as always, the handsome podcast boy, uh, Vimeo, Vimeo.org, uh, Mr. Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. When I see potential, I just got to see it through. Ooh, you know what? It's there's nothing worse than potential that's only kind of partially seen through. Yeah, um, just that's the, like the whole point of the movie Bronx Tale. Hmm. I, I. You know what? I. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I. I, I agree. <laughs> it's about wasted potential. That's like the underlying theme of the movie. Hmm. Um, and man, we're not going to waste any potential today because we're going to right out of the gate introduce Mr. Adam Alexander, FringeMusicFix.com. Adam, how are you today? I'm great, Adam. I'm over. I'm just overflowing with potential right now. Just untapped potential. Take it, that, take, right, take it easy. I may not ever tap into, but it's there. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta calm down, Adam. We talked about. This. I don't want to know about what you're flowing in any. <laughs> I don't want to know about your flows. <laughs> so this is a music. This is a podcast where we talk about music videos, news, new releases, etc., and sometimes music-related topics. And uh, I feel the need to mention that because we may have some new listeners this time. Uh, Maybe this is, was an exciting week for the podcast because only after about five years, it only took five <laughs> years. And Doug, that was our original plan. Is you know. We were, There's we were a five-year plan. We are going to blow up after half a decade. We always said that. Um, we we were featured as in the new and noteworthy section, and we're obviously not new, so we must be noteworthy, section yeah. of the iTunes music store, uh, which was awesome. Thank you, iTunes. Um, and it might have something to do with the fact that uh, earlier this week, Doug, the Vimeo podcast, released its inaugural episode. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. And that's true. You're right about that. We did launch a Vimeo podcast this week featuring David Wilson. That's right. Uh, music video director and director of other things, David Wilson, a perfect guest for the first podcast, which is co-hosted by Andrea Allen, which has been on this, who has been on this podcast many times. And because he's such like a, he's an awesome dude, has an awesome English accent, has so many stories and insights and things. So it was a, it yeah. was a great first episode. And you guys were also featured and you guys made it up. I know I, I got to mention it because Doug, you're just too, too modest, modest. to mention it. Uh, you, you guys are number nine in the TV and film charts. So congratulations. Hey, thanks. Nice. That's it's exciting. What did you guys think of the episode, or did you not listen? Which is understandable. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I first of all, I listened, of course. Uh, I also uh, listened, of course. I know. I'm just kidding, you guys. Remember we were talking about how modest I am. <laughs> hey, you know what? Our our podcast is also doing pretty pretty good. We are uh, number seventy nine in the music charts. Oh shit! Which is a chart that has some of my favorite podcasts, including Song Exploder, which is. A fantastic podcast and uh, Diplo's Peanut Butter and Jams podcast. No, oh, well, actually, you know what? A breaking news update: we are number fifty-seven. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah, nice. Just, I just pulled it up to just to see what, what, what podcast was right below us because I forgot the name of it and that no longer applies. So uh, that's a big that's a big jump. Suck it, NPR's Mountain Stage. <laughs> suck it, Peanut Butter and Jams. You guys <laughs> like that podcast? I just made it up. Um, and you know what? If Diplo doesn't do a podcast, I'm going to be super, <laughs> super upset because I, uh, I, I I feel like I that yeah, I mean, there's a lot to, yeah, I feel like there's a lot to like get from 
you know, Diplo just stream of consciousness into a microphone. That's right. Yeah. I talk about his BlackBerry commercial. So if you are brand new to the podcast, oh man, so many things to tell you. First of all, go to imvdb.com. It's a database where we collect music video credits and information. Uh, find all your favorite, favorite videos on there, um, but also go to imvdb.com slash podcasts and... In an earlier iteration of this podcast, we did a ton of interviews. So if you're interested in, you know, the industry of music videos, there is a ton of interesting stuff in there, uh, including interviews with directors like Kira Murai. Daniels. Uh, yeah, Daniels. Or um, uh, Emily Kai Bach, after she directed her first video, Hannah Lux Davis. Um, Brother Ali. That's right. It, it, Isaac Ravi Shankara. Um, it's just the list goes on and on. Way too many to, to mention here. So there's plenty of other. Let's list them. Let's just list them all. Yeah. For the next 10 minutes, let's list them. And, and who could. Adam forget? Alexander. Yeah, Adam that's Alexander. That's Adam. Yeah, the first episode was an interview. That's right. Yeah. Welcome, Matt. And also, Michael Q. Schmidt, if you're a Tim and Eric fan, might be interested to know that we interviewed Michael Q. Schmidt. Um, and, hi, Michael. PJ Dugpound, if you're also a Tim that's and Eric right. fan. PJ Dugpound was a super nice guy. Yeah, I don't know why you say that. I don't know why you say that in a way where you're surprised. Cause he, cause he, like after the interview, he asked us if we got what I, what we needed. He was yeah, he, he was a nice guy. I think um, so. So anyway, on this podcast, what we usually do is talk about the news of music videos, um, uh, whatever happenings are happening. If you go back two episodes, you'll hear an interview with Chris Black, who uh, pointed out that an interview or a documentary that he did with Abtin Bagheri uh, had some footage that was used in the Beyonce formation video. He spoke about it on Twitter and caused a bit of a shitstorm, and we got him on the <laughs> podcast to talk about it. Um, but, you know, this week there's not too much in the world of music video news going on. It's it's mostly all movies with the Oscars last weekend. A lot of people talking about those Oscars. Oh, man. Uh, Big baby Oscars. They should have a music video category in the Yeah, Oscars that makes thing. sense. Like, like just so another award show could just fucking blow it. That's right. Yeah. Just another just another like high profile award show could just fuck up fuck up the the music video award. Do you think that if the Oscars had a music video category that that Bad Blood would have won? Or I guess the question <laughs> is how like, how hard would Bad Blood have won? Yeah, right, exactly. What would have been like cuz then because <laughs> then Taylor Swift would have performed or something weird too. Yeah, no, Bad Blood 100% would have won. So, you we get pretty close. Like they do have a music like, like chillest song from a movie or whatever the award uh, official name is, mm-hmm. which which led to I don't know. So there's there's um, music performances at the Oscars, right? There is. Um, yes, I believe that this year Ed Sheeran won for his song from the new James Bond film. Hmm, another white person at the Oscars winning. Ooh, I don't know if we should we should get into that. Doug. That's probably not a good <laughs> yeah, idea. We're all white, so <laughs> it's just it's just funny. Um, that's right. Uh, the winner was um, "Writings on the Wall" from Spectre um, by Ed Sheeran, with music and lyrics by other people. Uh, but yeah, those are all, all Spectre, usually... famous for his music. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves. People go to the James Bond music for the original theme song for uh, James Bond movies for the original theme song. I mean, by Ed Sheeran. That that's the draw. Yeah, they see their Ed Sheeran fix. So the, they I mean, go the, and see James Bond. The funny thing about that, right, is that the, usually the theme song of James Bond movies are, like, sung by somebody who's got some pipes on them. Like, the yeah. last one was Adele. Right. And she just belted out the Skyfall theme, whatever that was called. I think it was called Skyfall. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Sharon, you know, uh, 
talents as a uh, you know singer songwriter performer aside. Not really known for as a kid. Well, you know, a, good, a, a set of pipes is going to belt out a sultry James Bond theme. Mm-mm. No, I don't know him for that. No, and, and a song that we talk about a lot on this podcast, though that weekend song that was nominated, right? It which, was. Which weekend song was nominated? The one from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, worth it. Yeah, worth it. That's the one. Huh? That's a good. That's like a real song. That like is. yeah, Ed, Ed Sheeran, whatever your song is. A movie song. I think it's but like the, I know it is. Uh, I'm doing a bit. Um, <laughs> nice. but, but, the, uh, but like the Weekend song, that's a for real song. Mm-hmm. Right? But still a song written for the movie. Yes, but a song that people listen to when they're not watching the movie. Exactly. But also, that, I mean, that went on his album, uh, strangely enough. I, I thought that was just... Wait, who is he in this in that sentence? Ed Sheeran? The Weekend. Oh, The Weekend. Right, yes, right. That went on the beauty behind the madness. Um, I th- I, That'd be know. weird if the Ed Sheeran song was on his album. That would be, that would be, that would be strange. It was just like some sort of like mix-up. What if, uh, what if um, the Adele song was on Ed Sheeran's album? That would be even weirder. That would, you know what? I, I would love to see an Adele, uh, Ed Sheeran kind of uh, collaboration. But only one where where Adele has was like, I think maybe like ten seconds of singing time, and the rest is Ed Sheeran trying to sing like Adele. So if anybody cool. is a is like looking for a producer um, to produce, produce an idea guy. So yeah, an idea guy to produce some really terrible mashups. I got a lot of ideas. Cool. Um, and speaking of mashups, are two singers singing together, and also something that we I don't think we've ever seen on this podcast before. We're gonna talk about a lot of interesting music videos on this podcast, but. I think we should start with one that just really brings together. It's like uh, um, peanut butter and chocolate. That's it. Or it's like, or it's like peanut butter and jams. The Diplo podcast that we made up for this <laughs> for this episode. Um, so we should really talk about Rihanna's video, Rihanna and Drake's video for work. <laughs> Um, yeah, not, it's Rihanna and Drake's video, and it's also Director X and Tim Erm's video. That's right. This is I. I wanted to ask you guys about this because I don't think we've ever seen this, and we've been doing no, this, we haven't. We've doing this podcast for five years. We've been doing the database for a little bit longer than that, and so we've seen a lot of ridiculous shit that people try to throw at us in terms of how they want to format their music videos. But we've never seen this, which is literally one YouTube embed. Two music videos right after each other for the same song. For the same song, and um, uh, yeah, it just—it's—it's like I was completely uh, like, uh, this is a music video. Like I thought, and we needed to talk about this. This is a music video that actually came out two weeks ago. We took a week off on the podcast, and I carried—I carried this one over. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) this one doesn't—this one doesn't (laughs) slip by because the interesting thing is. There's nothing that connects the two music videos, right? And also, like, like there's no, like, real connect. Like, they're similarly themed music videos in that they're just very kind of, like, performance and dance heavy. Um, but there's not really, like, a, a, a connected thread within the music videos themselves. They kind of, like, put something in between them that it kind of flows into one, kind of. It doesn't really flow. Um but they try to make it, but there's no like, there's no like references to the other videos. They weren't these. These aren't two videos that seem to have been made with each other in mind. And another interesting thing, though, is they're both fine videos. It's not like one is 
is great or that or you know what I mean? Like it would I feel like the same thing would have happened if they would have just put one or the other of these videos out. It have it would have the same number of views and the exact same impact right now. At least that's my take on it. What, what do you guys think? Well, before we do our, uh, get further into the, the merits of the video, I think let's, let's talk a little bit about the directors and, and sort of the structure here. So okay, cool. the directors are um, Director X, who if you are, you know, know a little bit about music videos, Director X is probably, I would say, in the top five most name recognizable music video directors out there mm-hmm. um done videos i think one of the, most, the few of the most famous he's done recently have been hotline bling by drake fancy by iggy azalea and then another one started from the bottom by drake um he's a the funny a, thing though is a lot of people know who director x is but people still struggle with his name he's gone by several names um he's gone by little x or just X, yeah. and so a lot of times I'll see people credit him as Director X, and they'll and they'll put a colon in, so they'll be like Director colon X, like they think that that's what that's what they're looking at, <laughs> and that he has he doesn't go by the name Director X also. So despite the fact that him being very like a lot of people know who he is, and will have heard of one of his names, uh, I think that he's still got a name that people struggle with. I mean, such as the struggle of music video directors, right? Um, yeah, right. No matter how crazy famous you get in the music, you know, as a music video director, it's it's sometimes people are putting colons in your name for no reason. Um, so he directed the <laughs> first music video, and that music video takes place in a, um, for lack of a better term, Jamaica-themed um, dance club in Toronto. Um, and it basically features Rihanna, uh, looking super sexy as Rihanna always does. I think this is the sexiest she's looked um, since the uh, Rude Boy video. I don't know if it's Rude or Rude Boy. Um, mm. And then uh, basically, and we'll talk a little bit about the contents of that video because it, it pertains to the second video, which is directed by Tim Erm, um, who's directed from Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, has directed such videos as Lean On by Major Lazer. Um, as well as, uh, most recently, Moments by Tovlo. Um, And a few videos we've talked about on the podcast here, um, including an amazing video um, that's one of my favorites, Down on Life by Elephant. Which I think uh, Tim also did a blog interview with us about. He did, yes. He's a friend friend of the uh, the, the site, if not the podcast. And he also has a really great retweet. It's from September 10th on his Twitter account. (laughs) (laughs) The tweet just says, Hey, Tim, worst video I've ever seen. Thanks. And I'm not even sure what video is from September 10th. Like, I'm not even sure what video it's in reference to because this isn't anything recent. Maybe the the Tovlo video. But I just. But that came out in October. I think they might be referencing the Lean On video, actually. Maybe. That might make sense. I love the irony how hard it is to find a director credit, but this person hated it so much (laughs) that they found the director and took the time to tweet that. But just just the tweet itself. Like, (laughs) hey, Tim, worst video I've ever seen. Thanks. And like, just like the word thanks, and then the fact that that he retweets it. Uh, I don't know. It just uh, uh, I thought it was super funny. We'll link that in the show notes. Uh, yeah, definitely check out that hater. Don't go after Q Kwan though. <laughs> yeah, Q Kwan though. Everyone's favorite Brett. <laughs> so, uh, so these videos are are literally right back to back, which I couldn't quite believe until I actually kind of watched it, you know, through and through. So. 
The first video is uh, Drake and Rihanna. They're in this club. Rihanna is is doing whatever that form of dance is where you dance, look at yourself in the mirror. Um, I think that actually was explored in, in the documentary by, by Chris Black, Black and Abteen. Um, at least in that documentary, people are dancing and looking at themselves in mirrors. But this involves a lot of grinding. Uh, and it continues the really grand tradition of Drake... Uh, you know, being gr- grinded on. I don't know what the past is grinded on. Uh, it's, by it's famous females. Yeah, it's an interesting observation that, yeah, I picked up on that too. Because uh, the, the, the last time we saw something like this was in the Anaconda video by Nicki Minaj from two years ago or so. Would you guys agree there's real chemistry between Drake and Rihanna in this? I certainly think that it, throughout this video, there is a lot of chemistry through, through Drake and Rihanna. But what I got from the... The dancing and stuff. That's just like, um, I see that as just like having like a really great time. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think there necessarily has to be just because it's close. I don't think that type of dancing is always net. And like this type of just kind of partying Mm -hmm. is always necessarily uh, sexual, uh, even though it seems very sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I totally agree. That Drake and Rihanna have a significant amount of chemistry in 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 both versions of the video. In, in video, though, absolutely. I mean, these are two. I mean, very sexy, sexy videos. I don't, I don't know if you guys would agree. And people, right? Drake and Rihanna. I, I feel like when Doug goes to Jamaican themed clubs, he probably <laughs> wears the same outfit as Drake. Mm, is that uh, about an accurate? No, I don't wear. I I can't get away with wearing sweatpants in public and not looking like I've given up on life. Like just, <laughs> if I wear if I wear cotton pants in public like that, like pants with pants where the inside kind of can come apart and like kind of pull apart, uh, I would. I just I can't I can't pull it off. There's um, definitely a, a contrast in their outfits. Like Rihanna, that, that's like a pretty elaborate outfit she's got on. He he just. He just phoned in that wardrobe. No, that's not phoned in. That's the new OVO line. Yeah. He's got like a new... Um, but still, I'm sure he's got some better club wear in maybe. that line of clothing. But this is like what he's putting front and center, right? You know, this is what... This is a very calculated outfit. I get what you mean in terms of like, what are you doing, Drake? You're in fucking sweatpants uh, and a sweater. But like, I couldn't pull it off. That That's no. definite. No, you have to be Drake. To but wear you, there's it. stuff that Adam, there's stuff that you wear that Drake couldn't pull off. That that's that's a definite. Like he could Drake <laughs> could Drake like walk around with a T-shirt with the Nintendo joystick on it? No, no. he absolutely could. You, could could Adam Alexander? He's wearing it right now. <laughs> so boom, there you it, go. Good it, point. It, the other thing that. Uh, kind of disturbed me about this video is that very late in the video it is revealed that somebody's like there's a full kitchen in this place i just assumed that it was like a bar and a, and a dance place but i mean you introduce like a full kitchen there and that means people are ordering food and there's some place somewhere on this dance floor that people are just like standing up like like wolfing down chicken wings um <laughs> And that just adds a whole another dimension to it to for me. Man, you you uh, you like noticed, you picked up on a lot of more detail than I did in the in your first pass of this video. I mean, or in the first first half of this video, I was glued to the to both of these videos, glued, glued, like absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there and 
they're such simple concepts, and both of them videos, both of the videos are are very similar in like the technical concept of what's going on and, and the pieces. It's interesting how different they treat it. But man, I I I I really just enjoy just kind of watching Drake and and Rihanna just kind of hang hang out. They do not seem like a forced relationship at all. Like I, I no, if, you, if you had like a spectrum, and at at one end was uh, Mac Miller and Ariana Grande, um, in the What's the name of that video? Oh, I don't even know. Uh, but you mean the one where they're making out? Yeah, the one where they're where they're making out, and like Ariana Grande looks at the camera, like, "Please help me! I'm doing this to try to further my career, and this is yeah. a terrible decision." Right. Um, let me look at that video real quick because it's important for people to go see that <laughs> and see and see what happened. The way it's called the way. Right. Um, from I can't believe she's so, like. People don't talk about that enough. People don't talk about them making out in that video enough. They don't really. Uh, and uh, I think at that point, Ariana Grande looked at that career move and was like, "You know what? I guess I, got, I guess I got to do this." But. The, the chemistry between them is just like at zero percent in that video. Why did they do that? I still, <laughs> I still don't understand. Like what the, what the need? Like what are you? What point are you making? What point are you making? Like yeah, you can have chemistry in a video. You can look in each other's eyes, like dance close to each other. But like, what point are you trying to make by actually making out with each other in the music video? I don't I, understand. I imagine Ariana Grande had a manager who came into her at one point with like a bunch of papers and like like you know like focus group stuff and was like. <laughs> Ariana, I'm sorry. You got to make out with Mac Miller. I mean, it's, it's like Max really. into it, Max down. She's yeah. like, of course, fucking Max down. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Uh, actually, no, she was probably like stoked. Yeah. Ariana, she just seems excitable. So um, anyway, let's talk a little bit about Tim's version of the video. Right. And this video basically. And also what links what links the two videos. Let's, what, let's talk. What does like the two videos? It's, I it's, it's like, a loading, a loading a animation loading graphic. That's right. <laughs> okay, now I remember. Yeah, it's like an old, old like uh, you know, eight bit loading graphic or, or something, something of the same era. Logical, right? Uh, it is sort the, of. You gotta load the next video. Yeah, right. Again. And then when like, I when I saw that, I was like, maybe they're gonna be in a computer or something like Tron style. Um, and they got a it makes me think the thing. In, it makes me think that that thing in the middle was placed there by not Tim, by not Tim or Director X. It's like, like maybe they, I, maybe the, they couldn't decide on a video, and they just decided to go with both. But why do they make both? Uh, so, so, the, so Tim's video, sure. Tim's video, it's also a, you know kind of just performance dance heavy um, version. Uh, Oh, the video colorful, more but it's colorful. A lot more stylized, yeah. It's a lot more like stylized, like yeah, like kind of like Hotline Bling, really. The color tone, similar to Hotline Bling in, in the neon lights, and it's in it's in a single room. Um, it's just the two of them, and for a lot of the video, for a lot of this video, Drake's kind of just in the background on a couch, which he's done before. I've I think he, right. he does that. He just sits behind the the lead artist and watches. So again, great chemistry though between them. I think, you know, uh, Rihanna continues to look like Rihanna, and, and which and and looks like they both look are look cool and attractive, like they are as human beings. And um, that's that's great. In the video, the style's great. The energy is great. Like it's a both of these are are great performance 
kind of videos. There's less like there's less detail in Tim's video, um, which I think leaves a lot more room for the um, for the Rihanna and Drake's chemistry to come through even further. But I I can't get past the why did they do this part of it. And I agree. I, I, I of the two videos, I enjoy the second one better. Um, yeah, and, and I concur. It, it it is worth noting that both of them. I mean, I think Rihanna looks better than she has in in a while. And we're not saying this. Be, you know, you're not. I don't. I feel like you're not bringing this up because you're just like, hey, look how look how sexy Rihanna is. Like, I I feel like it is in it is in you know her style and her look and her appearance in the video and Drake's mm-hmm. um, are. A, a significant element in both of them, and it's absolutely it's, yeah. it's it's a it's a factor. You know what I mean? It's not a thing that there was a lot of consideration put into that. You know, the, in, into what the outfits would be and what the outfits would do in for like what impact all of that stuff would have on the video. You know, right? It's all pretty from, key. I mean, Drake but, sweatpants to you know at, at, at all the way through every every outfit and, and style choice. Um, and, and appearance that is all stuff that is very calculated and deliberate. And so, right. You know. in, in any video that's as non-narrative as this one is, those become, uh, key elements that we look at as the, yeah. the styling of fashion and the appearance of the artists and their performance. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Those are things to comment on. Right. And yeah, if you look at Rihanna's you know video history, um, it's actually been a while since she's gone like straight up. I'm going to go for the you know the the kind of like overt sexier side of things. Um, you know, she has been styled in a very like fashion, you know, art fashion way for like the four or five seconds video. Um, she's been styled in sort of very dramatic ways, like the the Sophie Muller Stay video. Um, and in like very casual ways for like the We Found Love videos, but I, I don't think it really hasn't been since Rude Boy from ten years ago, the Lena Matsukas video that she's been been styled in this way in this really overt sexual way. And I mean, it works really well for being you know. It uh, works. I get it. I get whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Duh. <laughs> this this is the this is the best big song of this year so far. I think I've been surprised at how popular this song is. I mean, it's, 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 it's song is amazing. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's so it's catchy. It's a song because you hear it once, and like you hear the first half of it, and the second t- the second chorus comes around, and you already know it, mm. which is which is great. And then they decide to play like it's very a very repetitious song, and we get it twice in this video. <laughs> we, <get it> <laughs> we, we need to talk to Tim or somebody, uh, and just to get some insight in, in why they did this, I, because it could be I see it could, I see it being it, it could just as easily be. They couldn't. They they made two and couldn't make their mind up of which one they like. Or they made one and then, and then they kind of liked it and made the other and kind of liked it. And they're like, "Well, we kind of like both of them." Or it was something that they thought was going to be a great idea. Like, let's see if we could get people to just watch a different video of the same song again. Um, you know, they will like second videos get made for artists a lot you know they could be a a narrative video and suddenly the artist takes off and there needs to be a music video that has more performance or um uh just whatever reason an artist gets bigger or a a song becomes a single and they want to um give it a, a bigger push there's a lot of reasons why a second video would get made for a song down the line 
But yeah, typically months later. (laughs) Or years later, or, you know, a significant amount of time later. Not... Put them on the same in bed, and just 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 mush them together, and so it just doesn't feel like there was this was a like there was any coordination between the two videos that made the, that makes this feel like a that the that the the reason behind it is clear. Now, on another note, for that, I think that in a way, this is a really clever way of doing things because. You don't have you can you can put out two versions of a video and yeah they 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 do some share some some elements and some thematic similarities, but you know two videos by two different directors shot in two different places, and uh, you can just have one view count. Um, neither yeah. video is like the you know is the sort of outcast video. You know inevitably when two videos are made, there's the one that's the you know the good one that gets all <laughs> the views, and then the one that's the one that's you know as seen kind of as a like a mistake. I mean, I like the, people, this two, this two shall pass, maybe or even like uh, think of the uh, um, Bruno Mars video for the uh, um, okay Bruno Mars is a really good example. Yeah, for the uh, what's the name of that song? It was for Lazy Song. We did a, and we, did, like, Cameron Duddy talked about it on the, this podcast, and we also, did, like, had Dom's sketch cast <laughs> draw that story. Like, they made a, they made a video for Lazy Song. Um, I think it was Lazy Song, or maybe... It is Lazy it, Song, the Lazy okay. Song, yeah. Yeah, it was Lazy Song, and they, like, had a video, and it didn't turn out great, and then they made the the one with the gorilla heads. Mm-hmm. The, the interesting thing I will say about this Rihanna video is, you know, Rihanna is an artist who, if anyone's getting a big budget for a music video, Rihanna is one of those artists. And neither of these music videos are... Uh, seem to be particularly expensive music videos. They're both in a single location, um, and not a ton happens. They didn't have to really build a lot of sets. I mean, the Tim's video is a set, but it's like not a, it's not like they built a bunch of sets like needed for Hotline Bling that were big and custom and and many. Um, And so it feels to me like these music videos were at least produced at the same time. Um, if not in, like we said, coordination, because uh, they're just—they don't feel like massive budget music videos. Not that a bu- massive budget is needed, but if you just look at the scope of "Bitch Better Have My Money," for example, mm-hmm. and and this is the lead single for Rihanna's new album, and you, you know that's the video that normally gets the larger budget. Uh, neither of these seem to have a significant budget, so it doesn't feel like a replacement. Th- Situation, right? Yeah, in a situation where like one video was put out, uh, we see that sometimes with like, uh, um, for instance, uh, Florence and the Machine had a, uh, had a situation where they made a video for Dog Days Are Over, well before it was a sleeper hit, um, and I believe, uh, and then you know, afterwards after it became this massive hit, they made a second bigger budget video. Mm-hmm. So. In that case, you know, you can very clearly see the production value difference between those videos. Um, these were made at the same time, look like the same, you know, production values, look like they might have actually been around the same budget, actually. Yeah, um, totally. Right. And which is so interesting. And, and I think what this does is it allows for Rihanna to have two videos. 
maybe she wants two videos or maybe two videos just happened to be made under whatever set of circumstances. Um, but none of them is seen as the video that was a mistake or any sort mm-hmm. of uh, detour that wasn't planned. You put mm-hmm. both of them in the one in, in bed. And even though it's, it's very, very unorthodox, and this is literally the first time we've ever seen this happen, um, this just finish a video and then have a little loading graphic say, hey, here's another video for you. Um, it's, I wonder how many people were just like, all right. Let's yeah, watch. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. Oh, I was. Um, well, yeah, of course you were. But, you can, well, you don't need, <laughs> but like what I'm saying is like the answer, you can not notice even though I, I don't even know that I noticed that the song had started over <laughs> because it's so repetitive. You can you can actually not notice that. Yeah. If you're one of those people who listens to um, like uses like YouTube is just your music player and, you know, don't don't really pay attention to the video. Um, maybe you didn't even know until you're like, wait, Drake again. I mean, I, you'd What's notice, this guy doing back? you'd notice the video changes completely, but what you may not notice is that the song is actually starting over. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> that's my favorite part of the video. And she does it. You got super, it. You know super it. Super cool. Oh, wow. Wow. It was only, it was just only a matter of time. Until someone on this podcast was going to repeat something six times, and it was Adam Fairholm, which I think I think had I had as the least likely mm. to be the one to do it. Man, you just <laughs> don't know. I'm a repetitive kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that video is is an exciting video. Glad glad to see Drake getting his getting somebody grinding on him. Uh, yeah, he needs. He really seems like he needs. He seems like he's been really stressed out lately. Yeah, he's. I mean, he has people after him. I mean, yeah. I keep listening to his songs, and he's got people who want to do harm to him. Um, they're, he they're, talks about it in in this embed. He says it twice, and uh, he has people trying to drain him of his energy, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably one of the worst things you could do to somebody. So, mm-hmm. Drake, right. if you're listening, we really sympathize with your plight. We hope. Rihanna and Nicki Minaj and I mean all the famous ladies grind their butts on your deck. Uh, you know, whenever Drake is definitely listening though because he keeps ta- he keeps tabs on all sixty of the top music podcasts. He's just constantly listening to the top six. Right. By the time he gets to ours though, out of fifty seven, he's gonna he's a little tired. But you know what? No, he goes bottom up. Ooh, thanks, Drake. Um, I can't believe it was fifty-seven. Thanks for anybody who's who's, who's listening. That's that's really neat. Um, if you want, I'm to, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah well. we apologize. <laughs> um, that's really neat. Uh, what do we want to talk I'll, about? I'll next? cut that. I'll cut that out, Doug. Now that no, you're a big-time handsome podcast boy, you are. Wait a minute. You're, Why am I? You're, First of all, you're I'm on not, my case. I'm not on your case. Am I a big-time podcast boy? I mean, you got two podcasts featured in uh, in iTunes. I'd say that's a pretty big-time podcast boy. All in the same way. You should mash them together and release yeah. them as one. Absolutely. Uh, so let's move on to a different video. Do you guys want to talk about Sometimes by Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, I do. This is – I love when these videos come come out. This is Oscar. I, I, I have to admit I've never heard of Oscar. I'm sorry, Oscar. Um, but here, here we go. We're talking about different versions. This is a version two of this video. Uh, the last version it says was made in – yeah. 2014? And it's not on the internet anymore. Yeah, so... <laughs> they scrubbed that bad boy on down. <laughs> we don't know what the story behind that is, but probably not good. Uh, and they have made a new video, and this is directed by our good friend, Mr. Brian Schlom. Um, 
and Brian has uh, has he's been on this podcast, right? Yes. Um, uh, so if you want to go back in the archive, search for search for Brian with a Y, not the I. And this is I love I loved this video. This v- video features um, the lead singer and guitarist uh, of Oscar, who perhaps is named Oscar. I'm not it really is. Sure. He, he is. Um, and he's uh, playing his guitar, but he's with these all these different groups. And these groups like are, teams. Teams and organizations. Teams, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Teams and organizations. Um, like, there's a lawn bowling club that he's with. Um, some ribbon dancers. Ribbon dancers very hot in music videos. Jam um, skaters, which is something we talk about very frequently <laughs> on this right. podcast. There's like four or five, at least three or four music videos that I can think of just off the top of my head that feature jam skaters. So uh, we'll link to the jam skaters tag in the show notes. Um I uh, my favorite is the vapors in this video. There's I a vaping club and they are amazing. I laughed so hard when that came. <laughs> I had to I had to pause the video that I I was laughing so hard at the vapors. The cloudy nights vape team. Cloudy nights. <laughs> nights with a K. And they are really good because the first shot we see of them, I think they blow a smoke <gasps> smoke ring like and the the lens of the camera goes through it. They're uh, so they're, they're like they're like Vine dubstep edit smoke ring good like wow. there's like a Vine sub community of vapors that will just like edit them exhaling smoke to to dubstep music and and these guys are on that level wow uh, and the, the funny thing is you know some of them are performing some of them like the lawn bowling club are just kind of staring and watching um, and. I thought this was uh, a, a oddly an oddly compelling idea, um, just to see it's all these people that are and you, you kind of wonder like how did all these people, especially with, like jam skating, and uh, you know I, I know vaping is is popular and those people are the, are the best at the smoke rings, which is why they found each other. But for things like jam skating and that thing where the, the where the the girls are doing handstands on horses, it's just like how yeah. do you get into any of this stuff. Right. And I think it's like a really great documentary element to this video because this isn't people that they dressed up as as a jam skating club. This is a legit like (laughs) club of jam skaters or like this is a legit like group of old men who ride around on tiny trains. (laughs) What were were they called? Uh, Steamers or something? Uh, Something steamers. Rail steamers or something like that, because those are all those little tiny steam-run locomotives. They have a place in South Florida uh, of Sample Road uh, in South Florida called um, Butterfly World. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with Butterfly World. And and across the street is maybe Tradewinds Park or some other park, um, but they're kind of connected, and they're each on one, one or the other side of Sample Road. And... Um, uh, in South Florida, and uh, they have these type of things, these like tiny steam trains that you ride on top of, and you know, old men with white mustaches ride them around. And like, it's like, it's I saw that and like brought back these memories of me, like, miserable in on class field trips, like riding this train being the most exciting moment of the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> these stupid ass little trains you ride in a circle and you get off. Um, but yeah, these are all like legit people, and it's really interesting. They're all, they're all kind of um, in some scenes. They're kind of just like standing there, collected, while Oscar perfor- like 
performs in front of them. Um, all you know, everyone towards the camera. It's not like Oscar is performing for these folks, but more like they're the backdrop of his performance. Um, and then the other scenes, which I thought were so great, is just like shots of like B-roll of these folks doing what they do. So, you know, lawn bowling and jam skating and, and Cleveland steamering and, and all of that stuff. And it's, it's all, uh, it's all so great though. Like, cause it's so, if you are 60, 65, 70 year old man and you wear like a green, like a mint green shirt with the logo to go lawn bowling, like you love that shit. And it's like a true passion for it. And there's like, uh, that you feel the passion that these people have. And that's like the same across the whole video is the passion that everyone kind of has for the thing that they do, despite how like separate and different it all is. I think it's worth mentioning too, uh, that this is a, a very intentional, uh, yeah, brilliant and really well executed homage to, uh, Wes Anderson's films. The way that the teams are presented is, uh, exactly the same way that they do it in Rushmore. Um, and that's not to say that it's uh that it's a ripoff. This is definitely an, uh, a tribute to, uh, to Rushmore. And it definitely has that, that, uh, Wes Anderson kind of, uh, pastel, uh, treatment as well in the right. coloring. Um, even the font choices uh, are quite similar to the fonts that Anderson often uses. So in Rushmore, do they have uh, shots similar to these where they visit kind of different clubs? Exactly. So Jason Schwartzman's character on Rushmore is uh, he's a high school student, but he's kind of like a shitty student, but he's into all these extracurricular activities. And he's actually the founder of mm-hmm. a whole bunch of clubs and teams at the school, such as uh, there's a French club and a debate team. And they show these sort of front on camera shots of uh, all the teams that he's founded in the archery or up something. Yeah, and they're playing like no, the little, uh, swords. What's the sword thing? Uh, uh, well, a fencing team. A fencing. Fencing. Team. Yeah, fencing. yeah, yeah. And it's done. In, it's executed in exactly the same way as this. So, <clears throat> Tenenbaums has that those elements too when when it they're does. going through the um, achievements of all of the kids mm-hmm. early yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of the same style, so it's definitely it definitely seems to um, draw from that for sure. Um, My favorite, but, but real. My favorite moment of this video is sort of toward the end. With it. There's sort of like a – I'm not even sure what the – it's not a biker gang, but there are certain type of bikes. Um, and they're sort of like tough-looking guys. And, uh, you know, the, the, the singer is about to kind of lean back on one of the tires. Um, and one of the bike guys goes and kind of shoes him, <laughs> shoes him away and tells him, you know, like oh, yeah. the bike. And he and he looks kind of shocked. Uh, and it and it's it's a funny moment because it's a candid moment that was obviously unplanned, but it also, you know, builds into the theme of the video, which is pe- they, pe- these people take it very seriously, um, yeah. no matter how ridiculous it may seem to us. Um, and we all kind of have. I mean, hey, we've been doing a podcast for five years about about music videos, so we definitely know the <laughs> the world. We're one, of, we're one of these teams, Adam. Yeah, we're we one are of one of these teams. Like, you know, if you want to um, shoot another video, Brian, with us in there yeah, somewhere, right. the we, podcast plus. Yeah, I, I'm VDB podcast. Brian has got. Um, this is not the second video from Brian that I can think of that takes um, just like. Uh, 
these like real people and and builds like a, a, that like you don't really see a lot in music videos and builds a, a really great video around them without kind of like making fun of them um but like just kind of presenting them uh in a in a in a pretty natural way um and the other one that i'm thinking of is the cruel city music video by augustines which um mm-hmm. is just about a taxi driver uh not just about a taxi driver but basically follows a, a taxi driver i think in london um through it through just kind of his day and it just is kind of presented in, in a, such a beautiful way and very stylized that it feels like it could be a narrative, um, but it's actually, you know, just kind of doc style following this cab driver around. Um, and I think the band kind of just shows up in, in, in little subtle places, but the, the video really kind of just follows this, this cab driver around. And, um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I see some similar, you know, the themes in those two, in those, in these two videos. And that's, so that's stuff about- I wouldn't check out. We have a director's commentary track on that one on the site as well. Right. Yeah, it's a great it's a great video. Brian's Brian's a, a great buddy. He's done a lot of stuff for IMVDB, it looks like. Thank you, Brian. And if you don't know what our commentary feature is, oh boy. Oh man, You're, tuck in. Just get a just get a glass of wine, sit down, and we have tons of music videos that have audio commentaries that we've collected by directors, so that's right. Um, for- if you like listening to podcasts, um, this is kind of like that, but you get to watch the video also and hear what the director has to say about it, or on a rare occasion, artist. Sorry, we do have a few Musician. artists in there. Yeah, um, some with directors, some on their ownsies. Yeah, you know, whatever. We we you know we we like people who who freestyle it. Um, yeah, just as we're, as we're freestyling now. Right. Um, so. Doug, what, what would you like to talk about? Uh, well, I think we should talk about a video from this week, and I think I, I only put two on our list from this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, and I, uh, one I want to bring up, and I want to see if you guys even think it's an, actually a music video, um, and that's Marble Machine by w- Winter Gaten. I want it to be a music video. Uh, I think oh, it badly. is. <laughs> so this is so a few things. This is a real, like, Wintergaten or whatever, <laughs> however you say it. Wintergaten. Wintergaten is an actual, like, band or artist, someone who makes music for you to listen to. From Sweden. From Sweden. Um, and this will be a song that uh, you can download and listen to on its own. Um, and I'm pretty sure this video is multiple takes. I think so, yeah. Unless there are cameras that we can't see, I. I, I but I believe it, it. It should be multiple takes. It's obviously set up to. So, the the premise of this video is that this is a massive, uh, wooden machine, and it, it it's interesting. It has a few interesting features. One of them is that, um, the uh, it makes music, and it makes music by turning a wheel, and that wheel, uh, you know activate certain things in this machine and a lot of the sound is made by dropping marbles um so there's this continuous movement of marbles dropping at different intervals onto different pieces of uh different instruments some some of them are analog like you like the main melody is played by um a little custom xylophone essentially but then some of the things are actually electronic instruments so it will you know uh drop a marble on a pad that uh, registers a snare drum or some sort of like bass drum, um, 
Which is unique because it is it, it, a, a, a very analog machine in one way, but also as an electronic machine in the other. Um, it's made out of all, you know, basically unpainted, unfinished wood with even, you can still see the pen, pencil markings on it of different like calculations or notes or things like that, which I thought was very interesting. You know, I find, I mean, this is an, an incredible and extremely complex machine, obviously, but the thing that I found uh most impressive about it was that like you know a lot of the music is made by dropping these uh balls on analog uh you know instruments which is you know automatic but then part of the machine is like a a a section of a neck of a bass guitar and some of the marbles are dropping on the strings actually essentially plucking them and then uh the operator of the machine is actually like using his fingers to, you know, uh, make the intonations in the bass guitar neck to play those notes. So, you know, at the same time, it's both an automatic machine that's just hand-cranked. Um, and then also, it's also like a, a, a real musical instrument that has these very analog elements. Um, there's yeah. levers and things like that that he can pull to, to activate this different uh, elements. It, it really is uh, amazing. And according to their tweet, they spent 14 months on this machine. And uh, uh, another reason, just to uh, back up why I think it's a music video and why I think that it belongs in our the database, is that um, there are other videos of them using this in a, in a less produced way. Um, hmm. You know, other videos on YouTube. This is clearly like a video that was put together for this particular song. And, yeah, it's meant to highlight the machine, of course, as well. And that's the appeal. Um, but this was like the specific project and the specific like track name. So, you know, that's it. And it does have some production value to it. I mean, it's on a white psych. Um, and it has multiple, multiple angles and camera, camera movements to it. Um, and they do a good job of making those camera movements, you know, both artistic, but at the same time kind of allowing you to kind of look around at the different parts of the machine like i mentioned like there are pencil markings on it everywhere it's not like it's a finished like you know machine with some sort of veneer on it um and it's it's really interesting if you're interested in that sort of thing to, to look and see what they've written at different places and, and kind of see the process that they went through to, to plan all this out um it also looks it's also pretty large it looks like uh like if you can imagine like kind of like two arcade games next to each other and a little bit taller um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite impressive, but I, Doug, you put it in the database and, you know, I stand by the decision I, I support. How Boogie put it in the database? Oh, uh, thanks Boogie. <laughs> uh, we support you, Boogie. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate it and we, and, uh, yeah, we agree. And there was other videos by, uh, uh, Winter Gatan. So, you know, that's it. That's right. Um, Solomon Fraggle. Adam, did you have? Did, did you enjoy this video? Yeah, I loved it. Um, and for a lot of the same reasons as you, I was just like basically blown away by the just the engineering that went into this giant uh, music making machine. Um, I feel like I've watched uh, videos with similar kinds of contraptions that make music before, but never quite in uh, in that like more of like a music video format like this. And uh, I always really like that type of thing. So uh, using actual physical objects to create a melody or music is, uh, is a really cool thing. So let's ingenuity. Ingenuity. 
like it. Uh, maybe we should make our own machine like that, like an IMVDB, uh, you know, an IMVDB podcast machine. And, you know, we'll spend uh, a year and two months on it and, uh, you know, do a little video. I think it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I should drop all other IMVDB projects and, and get into that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All other IMVDB-related projects. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, data submitters. Let's talk about one more video, shall we? Okay, what video? Uh, I think we should talk about Wolfie's Just Fine. That's a video okay. called It's a Job. Now, you may be familiar with uh, a, a musician known as Mr. Jean Lejoie. Um and he is primarily known for some funny music songs and music videos, such as uh, 2008's Who Could Forget, Show Me Your Genital- Genitals. Um, I think the first John Lajoie video I, sh- I saw was Everyday Normal Guy. Um, but he's also made some, some kind of more higher budget music videos lately um, within the past five years or so. Uh, Fuck Everything from 2011. Um, and then Please Use a Song from 2014. And pretty much everything I've seen from Jean Lejoie has been of the comedy sort. Um, yeah. He has frequently cl- collaborated with um, a director, Brendan Dermer, who has done some amazing uh, commentaries for us on the site for his video for Necroglobicon. And he's and, also been on this podcast. Uh, episode 129. So this He's also is- screening, screening a music video in uh, the Vimeo staff pick screening at South by Southwest. Nice. Which one? Uh, uh, that, which one that I programmed? Which one is uh, it not butter? Excellent. Um, which was in our top fifty music videos of the year? That's right. Um, uh, by Dylan Francis, an amazing music video from two thousand fifteen. Um, but I think if you see, uh, and also uh, Brandon has uh, taken over, uh, like manages his page on the site, and his uh, profile picture that he put up is him with uh, the Vine star Dinky. If you're familiar, if you're familiar with Dinky, who is a tiny dog that his owners, it's like a very kind of placid dog who will let you kind of do whatever you want to it. So they just like kind like of like put a slice of pizza in his mouth. No, basically they just like put uh, like they, he and he can also like kind of like stand up and walk. So a lot of the vines are him like driving in like a tiny mini car with sunglasses on with rap music in the background. Um, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, it's amazing. And so if you see these, so correct me if I'm wrong, you see John Lajoie and Brandon Dermer's names uh, connected to a video. You assume it's going to be a comedy music video. Um, and this is a, a video for Wolfie's Just Fine, directed by John Lajoie and Brandon Dermer. Uh, the song is called It's a Job, but uh, Wolfie's Just Fine is uh, John Lajoie's new music project, which is not comedy. It is like a, it's a straight music project. Yeah. And this is and this video is on the uh, John Lejoie's YouTube channel, which, like you mentioned, it has been up to this point all all comedy, mm-hmm. and you know, and not like you know pretty you know, not G rated comedy or right. anything like that. It's, and certainly not like um, this is not just a straight like this music's not just kind of straight. It's pretty earnest. It really is, and this video is also extremely earnest as well. This is like a a, a very very uh, hard right turn for both Brandon and, and John Lajoie, because um, the video and for yeah and for and I don't know if it's necessarily like a abandonment. I, mean, I don't know what it is for John Lajoie, but I know that like 
Brandon is still doing plenty of comedy stuff and he's doing a lot of, you know, directing a lot of comedy stuff for comedy central. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, getting into, you know, doing a lot of just kind of straight comedy directing outside of even music videos. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I'm, I don't think, um, Brandon is taking a turn for like doing kind of could do all earnest kind of, uh, coming of age stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So the plot of the video is it, it I mean the, the first sort of minute of the video is this kid riding a bike um, and he's in this suburban neighborhood he rides his bike he gets on it rides around um, and he's got a shovel in his bike it is like backpack so he's gonna dig something up um, goes in the woods uh, finds this rock with a symbol on it um, and his socks and his backpack have the same symbol so it's um, I, I think we're being led to believe that this is some sort of like brand of superhero kind of or or, or s- some sort of entertainment thing that he's into. And then he, he you know takes a shovel, digs up, and he finds three uh, grown people sort of dressed as like not superheroes, but sort of like action figures. Vikings. I guess. Yeah, like, they're like they're they're like characters. Norse Norse heroes of some sort. Yeah, they're very. They're not like. It's not like he digs up like Superman and Wonder or Wonder Woman or whatever in costumes. They are styled like kind of like m- medieval, like uh, strong men with like it's you know uh, helmets made out of bones and stuff. And it's and it's uh so it's surreal. So it's not like it is in reality people dressed as, but like right. you know in the video it is he he, he basically digs up Vikings right. or whatever or like. You know, some kind of land. I don't know what they are specifically, but Vikings is is kind of the blanket phrase, right? I don't know if they're specifically Norwegian or anything. And he kind of becomes the leader of this group of these like tough guys dressed as the Viking killers. And I like the first thing that you know they somehow all get bikes, which is funny. Um, and they're all like riding in like a V formation with this kid on bikes. And I like the first thing that they do is the kid directs them to rip, rip out the neighborhood watch sign. Um, so then, but then the end end of the video is like, so basically you can see the kids kind of out for destruction. And I guess that's what the neighborhood watch sign ripping out episode is is all about. But then he kind of comes up to his house, and he's about to sick them on his house, I guess, to murder his parents or burn his house (laughs) down or something. And then he uh, has a moment of reflection and decides it's not worth it, and then uh, walks in the house and the figures are gone. So I I will agree that, like, this this had a, a very... This is a very earnest video, and I think whenever you be, go so earnest, it's it's very vulnerable, especially for someone like Jean Lejoie. Uh, mm-hmm. But I 100% respect his – because he's a, a beautiful singing voice, I will admit. Like, it's a great song and sounds great. Um, and it's that's got to be a tough move to go ahead and, and just, like, do a 180 like this. So much respect for that. I think the video is has a solid concept, and, and, and Brendan did a great job with it. And yeah, it's very well produced, and it's uh, um, you know, the, the craft is definitely there, and I think they kind of, um, it looks and feels certainly exactly what they were after. It was a surprise for me too, um, to see to see this video, to and you know that, but that was part of like what was so part of what was so funny um, about John Lajoie, um and his music was that he. 
was a great singer, but he was singing about being high as fuck. And, you know, part of the joke is that he's, a, and, and the, and the songs, you know, are pretty accomplished, um, you know, for what they are. And, uh, it's not, you know, it's not just someone singing funny stuff, but like sucks at singing. And so it, you know, the fact that he can put kind of more of a straightforward, uh, album or, or band out there is not, a surprise. Uh, it's just a surprise that he di- he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm, and I'm interested to learn a little bit more about it. And, I, and that's why I brought it up. You know, I, I think the, the video is, is good, but I think it's, what's interesting is that it exists and that it's, it's happening. And I think there's still always going to be that comedy element because the, the, the um, album that this song is from, it will be released till early April. Um, but the name of the album is I Remembered, But Then I Forgot. Um, so there, the, I think there's always going to... And there are, I mean, there are a long list of musicians who have walked that line um, between, you know, the comedy and, and the serious and been able to have both worlds and been very successful at it. One of my favorite bands, Oh All Time, Bare Naked Ladies, uh, were very successful at that and made a, a career out of that. So I'm really interested to see where this leads. I think this is going to be interesting because John Lajoie has a, I mean, these are not just like underground comedy videos. He, I mean, we Doug, you and I went to see him live. How many years yeah. ago was that? Two, three, was, three or four years ago. Um, and he was we were, huge even then. We were definitely both living in South Florida <laughs> yeah. at the time. So it would have been and 2000, so, 2009, 2010. He's got, um, he's got, um, half a billion, or 467 million views total on his YouTube account. So he's definitely, he's definitely, and, and you know, that's over uh, yeah, a couple hundred videos or something like that. But um, maybe not quite so many, but uh, over several videos. But um, it is interesting that this is a direction he's going, but it's, um, you know, he's, av- he averaged, you know, a million plus views a video uh, and, you know, he's a YouTube kind of guy. And so it kind of you, you look in terms of view count. And if you look at his account, everything he's done other than um, his most recent video with 700,000 views, you know, he's up in the millions. But this one for the first day, you know, first 11 hours at, at 36,000 views and, uh, you know, m- more, you know, five significantly more likes than dislikes. Um it seems like a people are kind of you know his fan base are kind of into it and and down to see this and b like this is solid you know thirty six thousand views in a couple hours that's solid numbers for uh um this genre of music in in a day so absolutely yeah. he's he's got a pretty good leg up here and it's an it's an interesting move but it's one that I do think that he could have success in it's <laughs> so this reminded me a little bit of um a lot of the news that's been happening around YouTube lately. Uh, every once in a while, there seems to be some sort of like YouTube, uh, you know, this happened when they changed the comment system and you saw a lot of like videos from famous YouTubers, like kind of like calling them out um, and talking about the difficulties of running a YouTube channel, a very successful YouTube channel. And uh, there's been uh, some like kind of interesting instances of, YouTube channels that have been known for certain things that have drastically changed course. Um, and the one that comes to mind recently is just like about a month ago. Um, 
Remember the the Dame Drops guy who does like fast food reviews in his car? He was uh, notable for um, the Five Guys review he yeah. did. Yeah, that was song. <clears throat> yeah, I know the guy. And now he's like he's like stopped doing fast food reviews and is doing like healthy food reviews <laughs> or like home cooked food reviews and stuff, um, which is completely admirable and stuff. But everybody is just completely revolted um, on his channel. So it's it's. It's, it's it's like such a it's uh, and you know you, honestly like that's a great decision on his part you know eating th- so much fast food is obviously not good for you and he's trying to you know promote more healthy eating but it's interesting how people kind of get needled especially on YouTube into these kind of boxes and especially yeah. Jean Lejoie has been especially needled into this very specific comedy box and now you know he's just saying, he's also hey. a comedy he's also a comedy actor you know he's on that yeah. show the league and he played you know he's a comedian and a stand-up comedian you know when we went and saw him live he wasn't just doing music he had a you know kind of a straight stand-up element to his um performance as well you know he's a comedian um and like i said brandon is doing comedy stuff still too but i don't you know being a great comedy director translates into being a, a good director too and and it you know being a good singer translates into singing well i think we uh we, we might have done it you guys i think we might have it lost, feels like we've done it i think we lost all the new listeners that we got from from any <laughs> that's a, oh this is what this is nah nah never mind <laughs> this is a bunch of nerds talking like trying to describe music videos to people over, over, over <laughs> like, skype <laughs> Three five-minute music videos for two hours. Like, uh, well, yeah. if you are interested in 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 seeing the music videos, if you have not already that we're talking about, you can easily find them. I mean, it couldn't be any easier than going to imvdb.com slash podcasts. Um, you can follow us at im at imvdb on Twitter um, and facebook.com slash twitter. Um, nope. <laughs> It's not Facebook. Facebook.com slash Twitter will bring you to Twitter's Facebook page. Yeah, which, I think uh, I'm going to give it one, one more shot. Facebook.com slash IMVDB. Uh, and uh, you can also go ahead, if you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead and like rate and review us. I think over the last five years, we've only had like seven reviews, and two of them are from people that have been on this podcast. So I think uh, go ahead. I, and just, just, I just rated you guys yesterday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> nice. Um, I think they take a while to, to to get through there. Doug, your review uh, is from February 17th, 2012, for, uh, more than four years ago. So we also have some actual genuine reviews. Somebody, uh, I think, reviewed uh, – uh, sorry, their title for the review was actually really great. So – um, I don't know if our podcast initially gives off an air of being uh, like, <laughs> it's like oh, this. Actually, looks like it might suck. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, this is isn't the worst thing ever. Um, so uh, I no. only get I only gave it four stars. I dropped a star because I'm on it. So that <laughs> yeah, was, okay. That was Fair. You gotta you gotta you gotta give a perception of you know yeah. imp- that you're impartial. That's right. Exactly. So not like uh, mine, not like my review from nine years ago or whatever. The best, absolutely. That's all it says. Number one. So well, we do this every week, and you can find us on iTunes and wherever fine podcasts are sold. And you can also find the Vimeo podcast uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold. 
Um, and you can also find the Fringe music video, uh, sorry, the Fringe music fix. Um, I don't know if you guys are specifically calling it a podcast, but you guys are doing music commentaries on SoundCloud, which has been really fun. Um, yeah, we're trying something. And you can find that at fringemusicfix.com, I believe, correct? Yeah, or facebook.com slash twitter. <laughs> <laughs>